Good evening and welcome to the Altar Life. Thanks again for joining us here every Saturday night at 9 o'clock with me, Jeff, and my friend over here. Yo, 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 yo. That's Brent. (laughs) We're the Altar Life. Um, Tonight we're talking about being a revolution. A revolution. What does revolution mean? You know, Jeff, I've heard that so many times in my life and I just wanted to look it up and read the dictionary definition of revolution because I'm a nerd. (laughs) Uh, But the number one definition is an overthrow or repudiation and the thorough replacement of an established government or political system by the people governed. And, uh, I mean, that's in the context of overthrowing a government and being, but from a Christian's perspective, you know, we live in this culture that we live in and it's some ordained thing that we all put together. And, uh, it's just a challenge for us to kind of overthrow that culture in a sense and live for Christ in the midst of it. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. That was John Rubin, nuisance. Revolution means, again, another definition, a sudden, complete, and marked change in something. Jeff, growing up in church, youth group, I've heard so many times my youth pastor tell me to be a difference and make a difference in this world and all that stuff, and to be a revolution. And um, Jeff, how does somebody go do that, be a revolution? They just do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we can't we can't change anything. We can't, you know, replace uh, something that's just like lording over us, like the culture that we're in, unless we ourselves are changed first. And that's the definition that you read before the last couple of songs, that sudden, complete, and marked change in something. It's, it's something that happens out of the blue. It's a complete change. It's a complete turnaround. And it's it's marked like people notice it and that's something that needs to happen in our own life there's a decision you know and uh, I just challenge anyone out there tonight who wants to be make a difference in this world and you're like maybe I'll be a, a veterinarian and make a difference <laughs> in all those pets lives all over the world <laughs> or you're gonna be some make some sort of difference by being some Peace Corps dude or something <laughs> but like really if you want to make a difference in this world the first thing you gotta do is make that decision for Christ and to uh, to have a start a relationship with him if you don't have one already so you can do that tonight just ask him to be your lord and savior confess your sins to him and he can move in and help you be a revolution in this culture so Jeff that sounds like a good a good thing right off the bat here yeah there's actually a verse in 1 Peter that I'd like to read for you guys and it's kind of funny it's in 1 Peter chapter 4 and it says In regard to these things, they think, meaning the people you used to be with, they think it's strange that you do not run with them to the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you and stuff. And sometimes being a revolution, it takes one person. Your friends are going to say, what are you doing standing up? You're looking like an idiot. Why don't you come and do... The King James says the same excess of riot. And it's just like a total, uh, you know, that's self-explanatory. You know what it's like before you're a Christian and everything's just like chaos and rioting and drunkenness and craziness and when you become a revolution in the bad kind yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) but uh when you get that complete and sudden change in your life people are like whoa this is like a complete 180 what's going on and they don't like it and they talk about you like you're weird or whatever but you know sometimes being a revolution takes being that one person that's willing to stand up in that generation word jeff you know i'm thinking about that song be a revolution. Got the revolution. <laughs> Which we won't play here on the altar life. Yeah, but sorry about that. <laughs> I just kind of say that. Get that out of my head. Yeah, unbelievable. The altar life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. 
It's time for what the altar life with Brent and Jeff thinks is unbelievable. <laughs> Dude, unbelievable. You know what? Thinking about being a revolution, the thing that I, I was thinking about is what's just awesome and unbelievable is when you sit down and you watch a movie like some awesome like action-packed hero <laughs> movie like Braveheart or like Gladiator or some dude is like all like, you know, he's going to take on the world by force. Like Robocop. He's going to make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> like a robot. <laughs> like the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but, no, no, no. Uh, you know, there's the one person that goes against the world. Yeah. And it's like, he's never going to win. It's like the guy when everybody's shooting at him. There's like 18 people. And they have like 20 rounds of guns. They're shooting at him. They don't hit him at all. He has like a little handgun. And he's like killing them all. And he's just like, this guy's unstoppable. He's going to turn over all the tables. He's going to tear it up. It's unbelievable. Now, don't go watch any of those movies. We're talking about movies that we watched, you know, when we weren't walking with the Lord. Right, Fred? <laughs> right. Oh. Ooh, but some of them. But great. anyway. Like, Lord, like yeah. Lord of the Rings, you know, like... Um, Oh, I don't know. Yeah, just think <laughs> Mr. about Mr. Bean. The... <laughs> yeah, just... Just Chronicles of Narnia. Chronicles yeah, of Narnia. Yeah, yeah, just that feeling you get when the guy finally wins and you're like, yeah! <laughs> and you're a guy and you're wiping off this little tear because you feel like so empowered by this movie that you want to go out and change the world. And you know what? We have, a G- we have a Savior Jesus Christ who is that guy and who did accomplish something and did change the world and he was in his very self a revolution. So, but that is unbelievable. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural. Perhaps. Baloney. Perhaps not. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Jeff, somebody in the Bible is thinking about, we were both thinking about actually and talking about um, who is a revolution in and of himself was Daniel. You know, that young guy who got exiled and, um, and had to make a choice and had to stand up for what he believed in in a culture that he didn't fit into, you know? Um, but that guy Daniel really was a revolution in the Bible. Yeah, the Bible says, Daniel 1 verse 8, that he purposed in his heart that he wouldn't defile himself. And that takes somebody who's willing to to stand up against all you know all of the, the pressure and all of the influence in the culture. Not allowing the culture to influence him, but allowing himself to actually be used by God to impact the, the entire nation. You know, Babylon and everywhere that he was, he affected them. You know, with Nebuchadnezzar, he was. The Bible says that he earned favor uh, with the, God. Allowed him to earn favor with everybody. Everybody was like, "Wow, this guy. He knows his stuff. He's not going to bow down to anything." And then, you know, later on in his life, when he's 80 years old, and they're going to throw him into the den of lions and all that stuff, and he stands and he's like, "I'm not going to." It's so funny because in that story, it says that when they said this law, you can't pray, you can't worship any other god. The first thing Daniel does is he goes in front of his open yeah. windows, and he faces Jerusalem, and he prays. Yep. I mean, it's just like he doesn't care. He's like, oh, you're going to legislate God out of my life? Too bad. You know what I mean? And he's willing to stand up against all those odds. It's pretty cool. And that kind of revolution, airy living, is uh, is so much better than some brave heart or some, some guy who, you know, stands up and fights this battle. I mean... Yeah, because, to get on your knees and fight the battle there is, is definitely a better way to go. Exactly, because what you know, we're not like, let's go kill everybody that's not a Christian, right? And we're being a revolution. No, we want to affect them, and we want to to bring them uh, to the knowledge of Christ that we have. So uh, we were just kind of playing around, and uh, that's what we were talking about. Um, we're going to continue talking about Daniel, lions, all that kind of stuff. Here's makes good sense by the Elms. At last, we meet for the first time, for the last time. 
You are listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. We are here till 11 p.m. tonight. So stay tuned. Stay hanging with us. Jeff, I have a question that will challenge all of us here. Ready? Um, what if in the United States they passed a law that said we weren't allowed to go to church, we weren't allowed to worship God, we weren't allowed to pray, or if we were, we would be killed instantly by the militia of the United States? You know, that I think about that and go, what would I really do? You know, would I... Would I be secret about what I'm doing? Would I worship God but secretly? Would I be bold in that uh, case? If I was had a gun to my head and someone asked me, "Do you believe in God?" Would would I um, like the student at Columbine? Would I just, would I say, "Yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ," and and suffer the consequences for Him? What what would you do um, in that in that situation? And you remember when those things, events happened, how? Those young ladies, those young men that gave their life for the, basically for the Lord, um, it kind of sparked a little revolution among high school students at that yeah. time. Now we're seven years removed from that or whatever, yeah. and you know we go back to the things. You know when when uh, our freedom was um, challenged on 9/11, we we're like, oh, everybody banded together, was like, we're gonna fight, we're gonna, nobody's gonna come and, and do this to us, and then. Five years later, that's worn off, and yeah. it almost seems like we're reactionary. Yeah, you know, we only we're only going to be a revolution if someone makes us or yeah. someone. But remember that too. the one definition was it's a sudden, complete change. Yeah, and that's not like a temporary little like like when you go on a retreat and you're like I'm going to be a revolution, and then you go home and you're like oh my sister's annoying. You know, <laughs> it's like it's, yeah, it's, it's got to be something. You know, David was like 80 years old, and it wasn't like oh, I've lived my life being a revolution. I'm going to you know, camp out and just rest in Florida yeah. and, you know, have my retirement community. I'm going to be a revolution on the golf course, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change the way the game is played. I'm going to change how fast people go by driving really slow. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. If you're old and you drive slow. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Anywho. <laughs> Daniel. Not to digress. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel faced that same situation that Brent was talking about. They made a law that you couldn't do what Daniel wanted to do most, and that was worship God, praise God. And what he did was, well, God, it's against the law, so uh, what should I do? God said, pray. He's like, all right. (laughs) He was more, it goes back to what we were talking about approval. It's more important that God is pleased with us than man. And Jesus said, you know, who cares if people can just kill the body, you know? (laughs) Like, you're like, what? Kill the body. That's bad. They said you should worry more about. You should fear God because He has the power to, uh, you know, cast out yeah. your body and soul in hell. You know, sure, your body's going to die, and even if you don't get killed, it's still going to die. Like you're going to yeah, die, but your point. spirit is going to go to heaven because you, um, you're going to get a new body in heaven too. So the next song is "Sent by the Truth," but it's not sent as in, "Hey, go get this for me," but it's sent as in. <laughs> Mm, scent with a smell, C. Smell that apple pie. <laughs> smell that revolution. <laughs> Dude, I serve a society by rocking. I'm out there on the front lines liberating people with my music. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Rocking ain't no walk in the park, lady. You can't affect a generation unless you have been affected by Christ. Um, you know, we can't expect people to change and tell them that they need to change unless they see that in our life. You yeah, know? following the example of Daniel... You know, how was he a revolution? Well, one, he had a relationship with Jesus, and he wasn't ashamed of it. He wasn't like, I'm going to hide under the, the bed and pray. He opened his window and kneeled before Jerusalem so that people could see him and pray. You know, he had that relationship. So the first thing is, right, Jeff, is having a relationship with him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, continuing on the example of Daniel, the second thing is he 
when challenged in the moment, made the right decisions. You know, and that's something we all have the opportunity to do is to make the right decision at the right time um, upon God's leading. Yeah, Daniel wasn't, you know, in the bars going, you know, Jesus can save you from being an alcoholic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, right. he, he wasn't, right. you know, he was refraining from defiling himself. And a lot of times we can say, well, I'm going to go out and be a revolution in the culture by being just like them. And yeah. like, I'm going to agree. All right, let's go party. And I'll tell you about Jesus and how he likes to party. And we just like, it's like, wait a minute. Now, there's a different kind of revolution and fun that's in Christ. And it's so much better. You don't wake up with hangovers. You don't do all the other stuff. And uh, when you have Christ in your life, he's going to be evident and it's going to affect. It's going to be an impacting uh, thing in in the the culture that you're living in, the school or whatever. Jeff, that's an important point because there's a lot of churches that are even today that are striving to be like the world so they can fill their buildings and they can attract all these people that don't love God. But the problem is, is the churches are filled with people that really don't love God and nothing happens. There's no revolution. There's just mediocrity and uh, that's a really important point so uh, make sure that make sure that you're you're not doing the same thing in your personal life you know don't don't live like an unbeliever and be an unbeliever with the false impression that you're going to be like changing the world because you're going to mix in with them and somehow have a discussion that's going to change someone's life you know yeah someone someone once said you know witness but if you have to use words yeah you know (laughs) so be in our life that's right and one thing that daniel was uh, you know, in the face of adversities, that he was fearless. You're listening to the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Lift Your Eyes by Leland. The one way that we can allow ourselves to become a revolution is to get to the foot of the cross and just fall before, fall on our face, get on our knees like Daniel did. He, he saw the adversity, he saw the culture that he was in and the influence that it, it could have in his life. And he got on his knees. There's an old Petra song. Back in the 80s. Dude, they're dinosaurs, man. Yeah, old Petra school. is how I knew about Christian music. They're awesome. There's a song they have called Get On Your Knees and Fight Like a Man. And you're like, that's wait, right. that's kind of like a contradiction. But that's really what it is, man. If you want to be effective, if you want to be a warrior for Jesus, you need to get on your knees and have a relationship with him. And and surrender your life to him. camel knees, James. Yeah. Was, <laughs> he said that an effective, the yeah, prayer of, an, of a righteous man, effective prayer of a righteous man avails much. Yeah, if you if you want to be a revolution for your culture, you're gonna pray for the lost. You're gonna pray for your family. You're gonna pray for the kids in your school. You're not just gonna be like, oh, they stink. You're gonna have a compassion on them, and you're gonna pray for them. So uh, that's an encouragement that we're giving to you guys, and we need to do that more in our own lives. So here's uh, another '90s flashback for you. Truth be known, everybody gets a shot by the Newsboys. Thanks for listening to our friends Brent and Jeff on the Ultra Life. All right, much to your chagrin, it is time (laughs) once again for the spot of our show where we actually waste time, (laughs) just like this joke is going to do, on corny jokes. jokes, If you have an idea of what we could replace the corny joke time with, we'll receive it wholeheartedly. (laughs) And so will all the rest of our listeners. TheAlterLife at Yahoo.com. You can email us a corny joke if you really, really want us to keep this going, or you can say... Hey, this is a better idea that I have for you, and we'll take it, because we're desperate. This is your opportunity to have an input into an actual radio show that's on the air every week. So, take the opportunity. Email us. But, because you, we haven't gotten any emails recently, here's a joke for you. The teacher says, can you give me an example of wasted energy? And Willie, the student, says, yes, ma'am, telling a hair-raising story to a bald-headed man. Boom. Boom.
worst joke ever. ever. <laughs> no, I still think that hamburger Oreo one that we told a couple weeks back <laughs> trumps them all. Because it wasn't even a joke. But anyway, if you have something that you'd like to uh, contact us with and you'd like to hear us chuckle about it, the altar life at yahoo.com is where you can send that. And also, be checking up. TheAlterLife.com is in the works, so you can uh, be checking the internet for that. TheAlterLife.com. Not yet, though, but we'll, we'll let you know. It'll be, it's, in, it's under construction, so we'll let you know when that's up. You can check it out. You can see uh, you know, bios, CD recommendations, different things like that. If you miss The Alter Life, log on to www.TheAlterLife.com. And listen to the most recent episodes. Well, unfortunately, we're just about out of time for this edition of The Altar Life. I had fun tonight, though. Thanks for hanging with us. Um, get to bed. Get to church tomorrow morning somewhere. Yeah. Don't waste your life. Cultivate that relationship with Jesus Christ. Be a revolution in this world. That's right. And the only way we can be someone who affects his generation is to allow the love of Christ to infect our hearts and our lives. So we need to get on our knees before the Lord. So we encourage you to tune in next week for the next show. We're going to be doing something a little different, something pretty special. I'm so uh, excited about next week's show. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to be doing, our topic's going to be, you know, our life, what it's like before Christ and after Christ. And in honor of that, we're going to be playing uh, some really old material from your favorite artists and then comparing it to stuff that's come out in the last year or two and, and just seeing the, the, the change that's taken place over the their career. The after. Yeah, that's what we like to call it. It's the altar life, the before, the after. So tune into that next week. All right, till next week. Be cool cats. for Christ. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. Period. <laughs>